0: This is Gilbert Andrew Garcia. Listen to my radio show, A Tip from Gilbert. Talk, inspiration, and prayer every Monday from 11 a.m. till noon on Houston's Gospel Leader, KWWJ. 1360 AM and streaming live on KWWJ.org. Listen on the legendary KYOK 1140 AM and streaming live on KYOKRadio.org. KCOH 1230 AM, The Source. On Send Geek Radio 95.1 FM, 1460 AM. And Aliento Radio 101.7 FM and 1540 AM. Call in at 832 832- 25708075 and follow me on social media. See you then.
1: Hello Gilbert, are you there? I'm here. Hello, this is a tip from Gilbert the big boss himself on the radio. What's going on, my friend?
0: Houston, this is Gilbert Andrew Garcia, a tip from Gilbert talk inspiration and prayer, calling you from New York City. Where I'm just down past St. Thomas Church. I'm on my way here to Midtown. Manhattan, but I didn't want to let Houston miss out on the opportunity to call in, talk about what's going on, talk about the elections, and go vote, go vote, go vote. And I have two of my good friends, Mr. Zaff, to hear, and of course, Mr. Ivan Sanchez. Zaff has got more degrees than most people have <laughs> in their lifetime, uh, and of course, he's been an entrepreneur and he's been very active in the community for years. And Mr. Ivan Sanchez is Mr. Millennial. And so I know you'll be in good hands, Houston. And I'm getting off of my lift here in Midtown Manhattan. All right.
1: All right. Thank you so very much, Gil, for this uh, opportunity. We are live on five radio stations now. This is a tip from Gilbert. Talk inspiration and prayer. And we're going to talk... Uh, Gilbert, a lot about inspiration, prayer, and what's going on in the voting polls today. How about that, buddy?
0: Yes. Excellent, excellent. I'll be signing off here again. We've got Aliento Radio, Sangeet Radio. We've got KWWJ, KYOK, KCOH. So you guys, rock and roll. Houston, call in, call in, call in. Let you let us know what you think. Call, thank uh, you, team. Gilbert, uh, before you
2: go, yeah, I wanna,
3: I want to thank you. Uh, for not only bringing diversity to your program but a diverse array of radio stations correct i think your voice is reaching every part of houston community and i commend you for that stay safe stay tra- safe travels
0: thank you team i'm signing off please call in houston
1: let's make it happen let's go call in at 832-570-8075 ladies and gentlemen it is October the 31st. Happy Halloween. Happy Monday, Houston. Yes, happy Monday. I'm
0: signing off, and I'll see you next time. Yes, sir. Right. See
1: you at the very top. So how about that? Let's do a little introduction, my friend. Who are you? What do you do? Because I know you when I worked in the halls of Congress, and every time your name came up, the Congresswoman was like, you better pay attention to this gentleman <laughs> right here.
3: Well, I tell you, uh, my my story is a story of a typical Houstonian. You know, I came here when I was 18, and immediately okay. Houston adopted me, you know, just like Ivan, Houston adopted you, Houston adopted me. I came here alone. Uh, I found two tents, uh, both parties. Uh, I found uh, a little bit more room in the Democratic Party, a little bit more room. Um, but I'm proud to say that I was the first Muslim American, South Asian American, Pakistani American to ever get elected as a national delegate in year 2000. And I think that's what uh, Congressman Sheila Jackson Lee always appreciated, that I didn't get appointed, I got elected. And, and since then, I've been wow. part and parcel of Harris County Democratic Party. I did live in Fort Bend for about eight years. I got elected again in 2004. I have served all four mayors. I currently serve as the commissioner for Houston Planning and Houston Airports. But you know, before I talk more about myself, Ivan, I want to talk about you also and how you and I tie together. I think you represent opportunity, not just for Houstonians, but for millennials. But you also express very well the fears and challenges and apprehensions Mm -hmm. that are being faced by Houstonians, especially the millennials. We live in very difficult times. You know, violence is up. Uh, Guns are out of control. Everything has been disrupted in this in this COVID, and and how do you move forward? You know, we were just talking about the the lower voter turnout. It's oh. because people are, are are unsure about life. You know, people are not not they don't have a direction. You right. know, everything is is out of stock. Labor is short, but then inflation is up. So so this has turned the economics paradigms upside down.
1: And they're not excited.
3: They're not excited. They feel that they cannot control their destiny. They feel that the political system has failed. And I really, you know, I'm a card-carrying Democrat, so I have to say this. I really blame our previous president for creating this, 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 card, uh, where, you know, people are just too far on too, too many extremes. Yeah. Uh, and, and an average Houstonian is worried about where the next meal is going to come from, which doctor they're going to go to. Uh, are they going to have job tomorrow or not?
1: Yeah. And I think as a young professional representing Houston millennials, I am the president of Houston millennials with about 9,200 members and rapidly growing. Um, but there is an issue with the excitement in grassroots, okay. right? Right now, we're about to show you if the Mr. Producer can put the graphic up in um, the, uh, the screen here. Every single voting zip code is down anywhere from 16% to 32 I think what happened, you know, Democrats did do a landslide in 2018. And as a political scientist, I believe it's three things that made that happen. What got Lena Hidalgo elected or pushed over the top was the straight ticket voting that is no longer here. (coughs) Governor Greg Abbott after 2018 election said no more. more. Uh, Also, the Beto hype that was at the moment. And political science says once a president gets elected, two and four years later, there's a huge pendulum swing to the other side. So I think that was what happened in 2018. And now we're in 2022. I think it's happening in reverse now. The grassroots is really not that excited. So even from zip code 77002, that's downtown to zip code 77036 Sharpstown Mall, no one is really excited about this. And we really need to get out to vote right now it is so extremely vital. People in the local level, as commissioner level, are up to be elected or not. And Tahir, you've been very involved in commissioners. What is the importance of commissioners? And we'll end with a little bit because we have a bunch of calls, but we'll comment on this.
3: I think this is very important. Elections matter, votes matter. I mean, there's no doubt, there's no way around it, okay? Sometimes candidates have one for one with very few votes. The way our system is set up in Texas is every county has what we call the chief executive. I mean the name is misleading; it's the county judge. The county judge Correct. is really the chief executive of that county. Lena Hidalgo here, uh, KP George in Fort Bend County. Correct. Uh, then we have every county divided into precincts, and those commissioner court commissioners are not same as, as what I serve as an appointed commissioner for city of Houston for a specific role planning. But when we talk about commissioners like Rodney, Alice and others, I tell you these commissioners are very important because they are the ones who are gonna decide which roads are gonna be fixed, how you're gonna carry out your affairs in during emergencies, law enforcement, you name it, flooding, uh, drainage. Uh, and then we have municipal elections, which are not up this year. They will be next year. So mm-hmm. so don't be thinking that you're voting for city of Houston. You are voting for your county. Doesn't matter whether you live in Houston or Sugar Land. Uh, Fort Bend County, county judge, the for uh, Harris County commissioners and, and county judges are important. If you don't vote, you are not voting how you want those school buses uh, plying around. How do you want those fire services, emergency services? Everything that is local that knocks on your door is decided by the commissioner's court in your county.
1: And not voting is... Not an option. It's... Not voting is not protesting, or, or however the saying goes. You don't just vote just to protest the system. You're gonna let other people's interest over yours take over. But we have a bunch of callers today. I'm sure Big Gil, like they call them in Houston Millennials, we call them Big Gil. But we're talking about Gilbert Garcia. There is a bunch of callers right now. Who do we have on the line? Pamela. All right, Madam Pamela, do you hear me?
4: I do, thank you so much for this opportunity. My name's Pamela Medina i'm running for probate judge here in harris county so if you live in harris county i'm asking you to vote pamela medina i will be the first ever minority to serve as a probate judge in the history of harris county i'm also the only candidate who in, uh received the endorsements of all three legal associations mm-hmm. that endorse judicial candidates wow. all three right wow. so um i have the background have the experience, I have the community service, I currently serve on the board of Texas Southern University, Mm. as well as on the board of the Houston Bar Association, past president of the Mexican American Bar Association, so uh, again, I'm asking for your vote, Harris County, Pamela Medina, we can make history, and also bring in the most, uh, the only qualified candidate for probate judge number two.
3: Pamela, I'm glad that you called because a lot of people don't understand. These judicial positions are the key on how your affairs are going to be handled by various courts in your county. Uh, you have criminal courts, you have civil courts. In civil court, one, two very important areas are family courts and probate.
0: Mm-hmm. Probate is a,
3: a special court that is set up, God forbid, if somebody in our family passes away how do you right. take care of their affairs? Mm-hmm. You know, their, their property, their, their rights, and all of that. Probate right. is very necessary, and if you don't have access to probate judge, if the probate judge is not on their game, so to speak, uh, then you know, right. it causes a lot of problems. This is wow. one of those necessary things, Ivan, and, and, I, and I appreciate you running i appreciate Thank your you. endorsements i appreciate tsu
1: that's you. a heavy resume right there. <laughs> there right there <laughs> I, I, needed, I needed i needed that legal counsel right there and that uh, education Thanks. because i was about to ask you what do you actually that judge judicial position actually do if you can make it in about 10 seconds madam pamela
4: believe me that's one of the biggest questions i get it's um we're dealing with the person after they've died how do we uh in- ascertain who the heirs are uh, whether there's a will or not uh, and then how to bring in those assets and how to distribute those assets and it can be very simple if it's a very simple estate and it can be extremely complex when you think about the marshall uh, family or the o'quint family those are the cases that fall into the probate courts
2: if
3: there, are challenges, well we deal- if there are challenges, it could be very complicated. Very wow.
4: complicated, very complicated. And complicated also means very costly yes. when there are challenges. But we also deal with guardianship. So mom, dad, grandpa, grandma um, can no longer take care of themselves wow. or their finances. We deal with guardianship of person, guardianship of state. Um, the court would make the determination as to whether or not that person actually is incapable. Um and as well as appointing the guardianships where, where and if it is needed, uh, also, as well as trust uh, creations and trust appointments. And those usually coincide with the guardianship yes. when someone can't enter their affairs.
1: That's extremely fragile. Yes. I mean, it is. Wow.
4: It is. You have to be, obviously, uh, have the background, um, understand uh, the, the severe implications of, of these matters. Uh, If they're not done well and with attention to detail and having the expertise, Um, and I'm a 15-year probate lawyer, probate experience both in my own law firm, Medina Law, as well as at Cadence Bank in their trust and estates division. So that is my background. That's my focus, probate.
1: Houston, you heard it from Medina herself, Madam Medina running for judge. Please get <laughs> out the vote. Me. Yes, ma'am. Good to hear from you. We're getting the phones pounded right now. This is a tip from Gilbert. Talk inspiration and prayer. If you can call 832-570-8075. We are live right now. Let's see who the next caller is. Let's see. Did they hang up? Oh, hello there. Is this Madam Carla?
5: This is Carla Wyatt.
1: Madam Karloa, Her Honor, her, her, her Excellency, how are you, my friend? <laughs>
5: I'm fantastic, dear. How are you?
1: I'm great. I'm great. I'm here with Mr. Tahir right now, listening in. What you got for us?
5: Well, I just wanted to call in today to remind everybody uh, how important it is for them to get out and vote. Uh, we've had a pretty high turnout the first week of early voting, but we must get out and vote. The minority uh, population has not been coming out to vote. Uh, the way that they did in the primary. And it's very important for us to get out and vote. My name is Dr. Carla L. Wyatt. I am running for Harris County Treasurer. This is my first run. I'm super excited to be possibly the first African-American person to be the Harris County Treasurer in the history of Harris County. Um, I've worked in Harris County for almost, 18, almost 20 years now. Um, I've had the privilege of working with and for just about every department at Harris County, including flood control, toll road, right- of way construction, facilities, engineering, budget, Um, and I do believe that we have a tremendous opportunity to bring about more transparency and accountability at the Harris County Treasurer's Office and for the constituents of Harris County. I have built relationships over the last 20 years that I feel that I have the experience and the knowledge to work across party lines not for the blue or the red, but for the people of Harris County and their green. And so that's why I'm running for this office is because I'm the most qualified person for this job. And I'm looking forward to continuing to serve the constituents of Harris County because I've done so for almost 20 years now. And so it it is imperative that we get out and vote. Uh, The voting, the polls close at seven o'clock each night. Uh, up until I think November the fourth, and the actual election day November. is November the eighth. November. And so the 8th. we need to get out and vote. No, you have to vote like your life is life counts on it. I'm running as if my life counts on this because my life counts for the people of Harris County.
1: Yeah, and something that um, we wanted to just highlight—the um, voter turnout was a little high. Uh, but comparing to 2018, we are down 16 to 32%. And yes, sir. according to political science, uh, Democrats count for a higher voter turnout to win these elections. In the other side of the coin, they expect lower voter turnout for those things to happen. So, yes, we got to get the vote out. I will send, already sent 32,000 emails and 4,000 text messages this morning. To my membership, saying get out and vote. How about that, Tiger? Yes,
3: and and I think uh, Carla, you said uh, first of all, thank you for running. I think it takes guts, it takes uh, initiative. You got to have the fire in the belly to to run. So thank you for yeah. running. Uh, you said two things very important. Uh, early voting is something that we that we have won very hard, okay, uh, this this early voting allows minorities, working class people, true. not to depend on that one day where s- few privileged can take time off very true. And, and vote and, and don't have to worry about rain or snow and, and still go out and vote. Early yeah. voting allows the flexibility that an average Houstonian needs, so that's very important. I think you explained your position very well. Uh, I, think, I think it's also very important for people to realize that these county positions affect your life more than even voting for a presidential uh, election. For sure, absolutely. These county positions dictate how your home is going to be surrounded by various uh, services. And her position is going to dictate how the money is going to be uh, used and washed and, uh, with transparency. So I thank you for
5: calling. I think we have two more callers. Uh,
3: I believe up. so. Well, can
5: can I close out with yes. one thing?
1: Yes, ma'am. I, I want to
5: make it I want to make it very clear that the treasurer does not have the ability to change, cut or modify the budget in any way, but the treasurer does have the opportunity to paint a picture of understanding so that you know where your taxpayer dollars are going and I fully intend to do that. So I hope that the voters get out and vote for me, Carla. Like the hurricane, Wyatt. Like some people call me trouble, but that's okay. Carla Wyatt, for Harris County Treasurer.
1: We're looking for some good trouble there. Thank you so much, Carla. Again, this Thank is a you. yes, ma'am. This is a tip from Gilbert, live on KWFJ, uh thirteen sixty AM, and ninety-six point nine FM, fourteen sixteen AM, ninety-five point one FM, K Y ky- O K, Aliento and. 30 a.m. Please call in at 832-570-8075. We have another distinguished guest. I'm not sure if you want to say hello to
0: her first.
3: Well, I mean, uh, Leslie is not only distinguished and qualified, uh, she's a she's a friend. And and again, you know, it takes a lot of effort and guts to run. It takes fire in the belly. But even after having all of that, Ivan, you got to be qualified.
6: Yes. You know, you got yes. to
3: you got to know what this job entails. And I was talking about how our counties are managed. The county judge is, is just one vote on the commissioner's court. The other four votes come from the, the precinct uh, commissioners. Mm-hmm. And she's running to actually handle one of the most important precincts of Harris County. So, So these county commissioners are very, very important. Leslie, good morning.
6: Good morning. It's wonderful to be here today. Happy Halloween.
1: Happy Halloween to to you you and happy early voting on this beautiful Monday morning.
6: Yes, thank you for um, allowing me to be with you for a few minutes. I'm actually at a poll location right now. So if you hear the noise in the background. So I couldn't agree more. We all need to get out and vote, exercise our constitutional right to vote and let our voices be heard. And I'm grateful to be running. For Harris County Commissioner Precinct Four.
1: Excellent. And you know, something that we need to highlight is experience to hear. Did you see over the weekend that speech that Obama gave by any chance?
6: Oh, I didn't actually, unfortunately, but I will.
1: He went not aggressively, but over passionately that I've never seen before. Uh, He was, uh, I think, um, he was campaigning for a congressman or a senator. And he says, would you have some random person out in the street do a surgery on you? (laughs) Then why are you going to have vote for someone random that just put their name? Like you said, you need the guts, you need the courage, but you also need the experience. I think Leslie fills in those two check marks really well
3: Uh, uh, very well and you know a lot of my friends say you know Mr. Tahir this candidate is sincere absolutely sincerity is important you know passion is important but if you don't like President Obama said if you don't have the right kinds of skills for the job that you're seeking how are you going to perform your duties Mm -hmm. would you go to Methodist and expect somebody to operate on you that is not qualified or trained no. So, so so that's why the voters need to really look at these candidates. Uh, take a minute. Find out about them. See what their positions are on, on various issues that matter to you. Just don't vote because they're from your ethnic group or they share your language or even your party. I think it's extremely important that you look at the qualifications. And if you do, I can tell you that you will find her very, very qualified and very
1: deserving. Correct. Uh, so, Thank Leslie, where, where are you? What polling location are you at? And by the way, I'm not surprised you are, because I've seen your drive personally, and you just keep going and going. So, where Thank are you, you right now?
6: Well, we're making the rounds in different precincts for polling locations, but we it, the lines are short, which is... A good but a bad thing. So Mm -hmm. please, y'all, anyone who's listening who hasn't voted, you have till Friday to vote early. And I couldn't agree more with with regard to the points about authenticity, um, a call to public service coupled with experience. That needs to be a non-negotiable. And Mm -hmm. so for those who are listening who are unfamiliar... Again, my name is Leslie Briones, I was a public school teacher. I am a lawyer. I was one of your civil court judges here in Harris County, and I'm also an adjunct at the University of Houston Law Center, and I helped run a national nonprofit organization wow. for about 8 years as the chief operating officer and general counsel, and I'm the proud mother of three little girls, and I am also a proud Latina. So, as a woman, as a mother, I want to bring the experience from the classroom, from the courtroom, and from the boardroom to get to work for all all families in precinct four.
3: You know, Ivan, how lucky Houston is <laughs> no, I was to, about to have, to say the have same a thing. person with this kind of resume to step forward and say, I want to serve as your county commissioner. I mean, yes. Houston is Thank extremely you. fortunate and lucky That we have this vast pool of diverse population which we can draw from. Correct. This is amazing, Leslie. Good luck. Thank you so very much. Thank
6: you. Thank you. Well, onward to November 8th. Please vote and happy Halloween. Again, Leslie Briones, and I'd be honored to have your support. Thank you all for having me. Amazing. Thank you so much. So, Tahir. All right. Thank you.
1: Did you know that political science can calculate voting probability based on socioeconomic status? Mm -hmm. That is basically age, income, and education. Uh, And they say the more of the three, the more age, the older you are, the more education, uh, and the more the income that you have, the more probability um, that you'll vote. So that's how actually a lot of entities are uh, calculating how we vote. And you know, unfortunately, um, they call us Latinos, the sleeping giant, right? Um, we're very, very far behind on, all, on those three aspects, but we'll go into it in just a bit because we have another VIP on the line. How about that? Do you want to announce it to here?
3: Well, we have uh, Marilyn Burgess, right? Uh, who doesn't know her? Uh, if you are going to walk into Houston or Harris County's judicial system, uh, the management behind it, the, the logistics behind it has to be managed very well. And, and I will I will let Marilyn actually Uh, tell us briefly about who she is for those who don't know, and I I doubt if there are many people out there who don't know her, and and why her role is so important. Marilyn? Good morning, and thank you for having
7: me and giving me the opportunity to tell you and your listeners a little bit about myself and my role as your district clerk. Yes, Um, ma'am. I support uh, over 90 different Harris County courts. Uh, We accept all the case filings, we assign them to a court, we staff the courtrooms with a clerk to record all the actions going on in the courtroom, and we maintain a permanent record of all case activity. But most people know us because we are also responsible for the jury summons process. So if you get a call
3: to jury duty, it comes from me.
1: Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's extremely important to keep a fair and balanced uh, court system.
3: You know, Ivan, uh, you and I have seen how the outside world operates. Mm -hmm. You know why there are so many problems outside the U.S. It's not because those countries don't have judges or courts. It's because the justice is not delivered in a uniform, efficient manner. You know, it is delivered in a different way depending on your income level. Mm -hmm. In the U.S., we are fortunate that we have a system or we strive for a system where the system works efficiently and fairly for everybody. But to make that happen, it's like running a large corporation with logistics. You know, so many cases coming in, so many filings, so many uh, uh, cases going to trial, and then asking, uh, coming up with the jury polls, and and, and and sending out summons, and 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 doing that. And her job was really challenging during COVID. Oh, just imagine, you know, uh, having a trial where you know. Two of the jurors in the middle of the trial say, "You know what? We've just gotten positive for COVID." So, so all of this behind the scene management that is done uh, when we walk into a judicial system—it's not easy. It takes—it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of experience. She is a proven uh, leader. Uh, she's done this thing, uh, and, and I wish her all the best.
1: So, people like uh, M- Marilyn—are uh, you—are you still there, Miss Burgess? I am here. Excellent. Uh, I just wanted to thank you on behalf of my organization, Houston Millennials. I've known you for a couple of years now, over maybe five, six years, and before you were elected office, before you were running, uh, you reached out and you were always a very welcoming uh, person. So we do wish you the very best. Do you have a 15-second elevator pitch before we go to the next call?
7: I do. We know the district clerk's office is a huge operation. Uh, We accept over 1 million uh, civil filings in a year's time, over 400,000 criminal filings in a year. Um, We have uh, about 42 different sections in my office with over 550 employees. It's a big job, and I love it. I love serving the people of Harris County and hope to be given the opportunity to continue to serve you for four more years. I am really concerned about our voter turnout. Uh, This past Saturday, we had... 42,000 people show up in 2018, our last midterm election. There were 80,000 showed up on that Saturday. We have got to get the people motivated. And everything that's going on in our world today, if you're not motivated now to turn out and vote, I don't know what it's going to take. But there's so much on the ballot besides just my race. uh, There's so many issues on the ballot that are so important to where we go forward in Texas. And I just would like to encourage everyone Please go exercise your voice and help us determine the direction that Texas is going to take.
1: Wow, did you? I think,
3: I think this is such an important message that she has delivered that how important this election is. Although the president is not on the ballot, mm-hmm. but look at us uh, from a Texan's point of view the governor's race is on the ballot. <laughs> the lieutenant governor, who is the most powerful person, more, more powerful than the governor, mm-hmm. is on the ballot. You know, people talk about gerrymandering and they have gerrymandered districts to make them more democratic or Republican. But I haven't nobody can gerrymander a state line. Right. Correct. So so the, the state lines stay put, which means when you vote for the governor's election, doesn't matter where you are in that state. Your vote counts. You have not been taken out of that election. I mean, look at look at our congressional districts. How gerrymandered they are! <laughs> look at my Senate District 15. I used to be Senate District 15. Now I'm Senate District 17. I'm the northernmost precinct in Senate District 17 that goes all the way to El Campo. Doesn't make sense. I was I was more naturally fit in Senate District 15, but the good thing is they cannot gerrymander a county line or a state line. So if you live in Harris County, doesn't matter where you are, your vote will count doesn't matter which party you vote for. Similarly, anywhere you live in Texas, your vote is gonna count. You have not been affected by gerrymandering. I don't know what it will take for people to realize that the most important thing after taking care of your family and making sure that you have a job, is your duty to vote. Vote means that you're voting for your family, you're voting for their education, their well-being, Uh, what comes on your street, how the police is going to operate, what policies are going to have when it comes to women's rights or minority rights or immigrants, you name it. Everybody's on the ballot. So please, please go out and vote. You know,
7: one thing thing you're saying there is there's no gerrymandering with a county line either. So if you're anywhere in Harris County, I am on your ballot, and I hope to have your vote. And another thing to keep in mind is that while there's nothing we can do about those nine people on the Supreme Court, We can change the people in Texas that are affecting the uh, laws in Texas, and that's where we've got to put our voice. Absolutely, excellent. Thank you so very
1: much, Madam Burgess.
7: You, Marilyn Burgess, reelect Marilyn Burgess for Harris County District Clerk.
1: Amazing. So, thank you. Right when you know how I like to explain to young folks. Uh, because it's kind of cliche when you, when we get the same message over and over, get out is important, get out is important. I just put it something as like, is there renegotiation of power? Mm-hmm. If you like what's going on, then you vote home. for the same yeah. type of people. Or to stay home. Huh. If you, Yeah, exactly. But if you want a change, you need to get out there. We are negotiating power as is right now. And it's very interesting. I never actually thought about it. You can't gerrymander this state.
3: Yeah, but I mean... Y- I mean, if if there is a chance for Democrats to flip a statewide office, it is with the governor's race or lieutenant governor's race. Mm. Because everybody's vote is counted. Correct. And I hope that this country does something about gerrymandering of districts.
1: You know, it's, uh, it's, it's the state actually does the gerrymandering for the federal offices in so Congress. That,
3: that's why we need to have a balanced control of the state house. That's why we got to get Democrats elected. I'm not saying don't vote for Republicans but you got to have that balance that we used to have in the state of Texas. Now we don't
1: yeah Le- could you explain real quick before going to the next call and this is very important to all my millennials out there and and zoomers out there. What exactly is gerrymandering?
3: Okay, good question. Uh, So gerrymandering is, I remember, you know, Congressman Ted Poe, his district, if you remember, congressional district used to stretch from Beaumont to Kingwood. (laughs) And then that district got gerrymandered, and it went from just west of Beaumont through Kingwood to parts of Fort Bend. Uh, So we got uh, another Democrat elected, and then they they, they keep gerrymandering districts to fortify their positions, okay? So if if I'm in control of the Texas House based on the census data, I get this opportunity every 10 years, I'm no expert in that, but this is my understanding, I can then get together with my party colleagues and say, you know what, I am kind of 50-50. I need to have a safer seat. So why don't you take some precincts out that are on my tertiary and uh, give it to somebody else? But give me more precincts that vote with my party. Correct. So, so Senate District 15, which is a senatorial district, uh, I was in Santo SD 15. Uh, so is Mayor Turner and others. It used to be north of Houston, northwest of Houston, and dipping down a little bit into the into the loop all of a sudden I find out that I've been gerrymandered and now I'm Senate District 17. I looked at the map. I'm the northernmost precinct, I'm a precinct chair, but my Senate District 17 goes all the way south to El Campo
1: Mm.
3: and and, and far south in Brazoria County. Now, for local issues, what do I have more in common with, do I have common with Brazoria County or people who live just north or, or west of me, just outside the loop? This is done to create districts that are custom-made, correct, to help one party, correct. Now, if Democrats in power, maybe they will try to do something like this. I think gerrymandering is something that we need to really look at, and see. You know, demographics are changing. If if the lawmakers keep changing the lines of their district, they're actually dictating how their own election will be decided.
1: That is. 100% correct. And I remember, I was in college when I learned about this. Um, basically, what's going on to simplify the legal talk, well, he didn't say no legal jargon, but to simplify it is politicians are drawing, drawing their own lines. They're picking and choosing who their voters are. So yes, we're in the state of Texas, right? So who has the majority of the Texas legislative? That would That's be the important. Republican Party and they are actually drawing who the voters are for their congress people so hence what happens is they try to gerrymander as many minorities and democrats as much as possible into one district so it can never bleed out out of this district so hence there'll be a lot of more republican representation hence a very very safe democratic seats but very very few so it's something that is very problematic because we live in a democracy. However, our politicians are choosing their own voters. Yeah. So how about that? That's
3: the best way to do it. Gerrymandering is a process by which you choose your own voters and you choose your own outcome.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and I don't think that's fair in this democracy. No, the greatest doesn't. democracy I ever lived. Let's go to the next caller. This is Catherine Esprada? Estrada.
6: Yes, hello,
4: hi. Hello there. Um, I hi i was just wondering as a person who is a you know i'm a young latina
1: Hello.
4: but we hear all about how the uh the voter turnout so low especially for the minority communities and so i was wondering what is y'all's opinion and what can we do to promote more engagement
1: so one of uh and i'll give this first uh swing right important now. important question yeah. um We first would have to identify uh, the issue, right? Um, When you go vote this time around, um, a lot of people in 2018 just clicked literally one button, which was straight ticket, and they would select about 120 different candidates. Now you have 105, 104 different pages that you have to go because straight ticket voting is not there. Mr. Tahir said earlier about there is... Um, th- there's no presidential year. And when it's presidential years, that's when you have high voter turnout. Um, and there is no, when the president's on the ballot, everyone's aware, hence the grassroots gets really excited and out the vote because money is flowing everywhere, information is going. Um, but what I would say, um, I know that uh, smaller, even organizations like mine, uh, it's not so small, but we have to keep motivating the grassroots as much as possible. We don't have a national machine coming from the White House and we don't have a billion dollar campaigns right now, but we really have to make it even fun. Explain it to different to people differently. Like, it's the renegotiation of power. And I want, the most beautiful thing about this is that your vote, depending if you're a trillionaire like Elon Musk, or you're at the janitor at the federal building, it's the same vote. vote. It equals one vote. So it's so extremely important to let that message through because people are not empowered. They look around and it's kind of intimidating to tell you truth. What, What can I do actually to make that happen? But then when hundreds of thousands of people are not casting their vote because they say my vote doesn't count, and then we have a huge Drop. lack of uh, voting, it's just bad. So concerts, email blasts, text blasts, get out there, even texting your own family members. It's so extremely important. My brothers uh, very wealthy now, uh, Boris and Miguel, self-made commercial real estate folks. Um, they defy the socioeconomic status calculated voting probability. But guess who gets them out to vote? You. Oh, I'm that annoying brother. Yes, I am that annoying brother. They will call them and text them every single day of the week, and they're like, dude, stop. Okay, I'm going to go vote. So, but that's what you have to do.
3: So, so Ivan, um, one, one thing that she wanted to touch on is why the minority participation is low. I come from an immigrant minority background, and so does Ivan. A lot of minorities are also new immigrants, remember. And I tell this to my fellow Pakistani Americans, Muslim Americans from various parts of the world. Sometimes they live in their own world. Sometimes what is happening back home 10,000 miles I away is, is, is very important. Uh, uh, so what we need to do is we need to convince these new immigrant minorities that what is more important than what's happening in el salvador or pakistan or india or china is what's happening in front of your house on your street Mm -hmm. need to worry about your street if you worry about your street your neighbor is going to see through your skin color your neighbor is going to see through your accent neighbor is going to see through your religion they're going to respect you because they know that you share their fears their apprehensions their joy their opportunities their happiness it's very important for new immigrants to make that mark and once you do that once you connect you will realize that voting is the best way to make yourself count. Correct. I think we have to take a break.
1: Yeah, two? is uh, Catherine you're still there or she dropped the call? I hope we answered the uh, the 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 question for Catherine how do she gets minority out minority to vote like and, herself?
3: And, and you know Latinos one of the largest blocks in the US, in Texas, in Houston region, Correct. right? We don't have proportional representation and no. I know I've been you you have been working on it. Yep. But but the burden is on Latino voters. You know, if you are a new immigrant, get your citizenship done. You know, get in line so that you can <laughs> get in line. I know so many people who have green cards and they say, you know, I'll get my citizenship. No. Get it now, get in line, you know, before somebody else takes over White House and say, you know what, I'm closing the doors, get in line, get your citizenship. If you are a citizen and you don't vote, you're actually doing a misdeed to your family, to your neighbors, you know, you, you got to vote. I care about what's happening in El Salvador and Pakistan and India, but if you vote, then you can make a difference for those countries that you left. Because then you can go to your congressman, to your senator, to your mayor and say, you know what, I'm worried about it. Recently, there were floods in Pakistan. We were able to do a lot from Houston. Why? Because we have the connections. But not every Pakistani American is a voter. Not everybody Mm -hmm. is a citizen. Get your citizenship done. Get your voter registration done and please vote.
1: And it's so bad that uh, you can put them on the line so you can hear uh, this part uh, is one of the um, LULAC leaders in which I just spoke at this uh, city hall uh, public session. And I said, um, Houston is the most diverse city in the world, except when it comes to political representation. We are now, well, according to the new census, 45.3% of the population here in the city of Houston. We know as Latino leaders like Isidro, myself, that even Latino folks don't like to open up the doors when there's a government entity. So let's just bump it up to about half of the city. Latinos are half of the population in the city of Houston, but we have one city council member out of 16. No mayor, no treasurer, absolutely nothing. It's less than 4.33% of the local elected officials. That means what? We don't get the resources. We don't get constituency services. Our businesses don't get the grants and all that different things. It's just really a trickle-down effect. So we have a LULAC leader, uh, somebody I called a mentor from far away. Mr. Isidro, are you on the line? I'm at your service. What a great program.
2: And this your last speaker,
1: uh, yes, sir. How are you today? How- Happy
2: Halloween, by the way. <laughs> Happy Halloween to you. Yes, uh, sir. You know, uh, if, I, if I might continue on on uh, the, your previous speaker, uh, uh, what we really need is this, uh, and it's going to sound like if this is a paid political advertisement <laughs> for for Gilbert. Uh, Gilbert is in New York right now. That's why he he uh, uh, he has. Uh, you uh, uh, in his place, and what a great choice. Uh, uh, Gilbert has already demonstrated his ability to to govern. In his business, he is one of the main uh, players at the Wall Street <laughs> level. So his ability to run and manage the city, it, it would fall within his qualifications. Very few, and I can go back mayor after mayor after mayor, maybe I would stop only on Fred Hoffman, and the only reason that I would stop there is because he's a he's a fellow Aggie. Uh, uh, But um, uh, Gilbert Gilbert satisfies the requirement of how to govern. What has what needs to happen is is he electable, and and in through the electability, of of course, comes all of the complications of getting (coughs) getting the number of people to go out to vote, et cetera, et cetera. But I would only advise him on one thing, uh, uh, being in a political season, one of the biggest mistakes politicians do is that once they get elected, uh, somehow or another they get disjointed with those who got them elected. Mm. Uh, and and we, uh, I, I warn that, I, I, I see it way too often, uh, even with really good people. That all of a sudden they bring in uh, the experts from D.C. or Washington, mm-hmm. and then they buff, and they, they buff. They're the big consultants, mm-hmm. and then they buff from the people, from the people that are actually uh, uh, love you and got you elected uh, to begin with. So, uh, uh, that's that's a caution. Uh, I, I see it in the elections now. Uh, um, the numbers came out this morning, mm-hmm. uh, and, and the vote in Houston is down considerably from uh, uh, four years ago. Uh, And 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 so having said that uh, the 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 uh, the prospects for change uh, probably dim unless something happens in the next week, uh, week and a half. Uh, uh, I I say we need somebody that's exciting, somebody that gets the excitement out so that the people don't stay home. And they say, no, I want to get that person elected. I personally want to get him elected. And and through that, the numbers increase. All we need to do is get the people to go out to vote, and, and we win. Uh, and when I say we, I'm not talking about any race. I'm talking about the community wins because the community needs have been suppressed for way too long uh, uh, in, in every aspect of life. Uh, it, it'd be education, it'd be housing, uh, economic development, uh, uh, simply because other people have had control of that. Uh, and we we need a change and uh, I, I uh, again, I hope Gilbert uh, gets uh, this uh, uh, this message. Don't change once once you get elected. Uh, keep your people. Keep the same advisor. You don't need to bring in experts from the outside to tell us how to run our city. We know what, what our city needs, uh, and there's many needs. And I'm so honored and 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 privileged to have cross paths with Gilbert, and also with you. Uh, you have you yourself have been very active in in bringing out those problems that we have in the community and sticking to them and and maintaining and and going all the way through. It's that follow through. It's not just a a discussion that you have at at the coffee shop. It's real people's uh, lives that matter. And unless people stay on top of those issues, uh, the whole community loses. Uh, Mr. Producer,
1: if you can do a little round of applause with the little machine or something like that because you're spot on about gilbert garcia a fearless leader has been the former chair of metro runs one of the biggest latino companies here a um, what is it 18 billion dollar firm we're here in his headquarters and you know that's something that we have to pray on as well that our elected officials don't change because as a young professional i shouldn't even say young anymore right i'm about to turn 36 so i'm not so young however it was those. Oh, you're young. <laughs> All you're right. You're... I'm young. I'm young. To some yes. Zoomers, I'm already an old one, and, and I'm not even old enough to be on TikTok now. That's what they're telling me. Um, but you know, it's, it's hurtful when you help a political candidate. They take you out to Starbucks, they wine and dine you, then they get elected and don't text you back. Have you gone through that? Well, uh, I tell you, every, yes. every successful uh,
3: candidate who gets elected, Uh, hopefully they realize that they got there not because of the checks that were written. I mean, those checks help you. Those Mm -hmm. connections help you. Those consultants help you. But in in the end, it is the votes, okay? And the votes only come from your constituents, okay? Look around. Every successful elected official in the Houston region is somebody... We may not agree with their positions. Is somebody who is connected with their constituents. Mm-hmm. You know, we we saw on the east side, uh, a congressional district was created to increase the Hispanic presence. And and in the first round, and I was that was my <laughs> first election. Jean Green won that seat.
1: Oh, this is before. When, this is when I was a baby. Right. So, a so baby.
3: <laughs> I was I was I was I was involved in the election. Jean Green won that election.
1: For Congress, 29, like 30 years ago, 40 years ago.
3: And that district was created for the Hispanic population. He won. It's a democracy, and, and, you know, he has a right to run, and he won. But he got connected with his constituents. And he got connected with his constituents so well, they they kept electing him again and again and again until he said, I want to retire, and I'm going to endorse Silvia Garcia. And Sylvia now has that position. The the lesson is, uh, in that election, I was there. I was standing with one of the candidates who who lost, and and that Sylvia also lost. But then Sylvia took a different route, and she went through different positions. And, and, you know, thank God she's in Congress now. Point is, it doesn't matter what your ethnicity is. You can represent Latinos, and Latinos can represent non-Latinos. Exactly. Okay, so Latinos should not uh, limit themselves to just East side. You know, we can have a Latino Run mayor. Everywhere. We, we can everywhere. have a we can have a Latino represent district A or B in Houston. I think what's very important is once you get elected, please, please don't lose touch with your. You can get all the help, and you need help. You need those by the way you need those consultants but but i think it's important to 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 do that i think you've raised some very good points and let's move on
1: yes and and something else history repeats itself isidro and you're gonna and you're going to you know this like the back of your hand Uh, It happened in Congressional District 29, and now it happened in District J, Southwest side, Sharpstown, in which the city of Houston realized its huge lack of Hispanic representation and created a Latino opportunity district. It does not mean it's given. It's an opportunity district in which we didn't engage. We didn't have, I guess, the turnout, the money out there, but we'll let you do a closing remarks, Isidro. Yeah, and it's uh,
2: similar to how the Latino vote is uh, the Latino people are very loyal. Uh, um, we are as conservative as 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 people are created, and and here here here's the point. Uh, it, 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 we remember John F. Kennedy, and if you were going to walk into almost any Hispanic house, you would see the picture of the of the Last Supper, a picture of uh, La Virgen de Guadalupe. And also, you'd see a picture of JFK, uh, and why? Because we felt that affinity. Mm-hmm. We, 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 we. He was one of us. He was a different race, but he represented our values, mm-hmm. our core values. Uh, and, and that is, that is what is missing now. Uh, we, we haven't had someone that we that we can be as as close to and say, he's there because he represents us. Uh, and and I hear what the, the other speaker said. Uh, it, it's not about the race. It's about how you treat mm-hmm. each other mm-hmm. with respect and dignity.
1: Yes, sir. Thank you so very much, Isidro. Uh, you're an example to follow. I'll see you at the very top, my friend. But we have one more call because we have about five minutes. That hour went by really fast, didn't it, Mr. Taylor? Yes, it did. <laughs> That's it an did. hour real it, it so did, fast.
3: Because people are excited oh. about politics and their, their, their local elections and their local affairs.
1: Go ahead. We have the honorable distinguished Miss Etna Griggs on the line. Are you there?
5: I am here. I'm actually on here with me and my cousin as well, Laura Mickey.
1: Hello there.
7: Hello there. Hello. Good morning.
1: Good morning to you all. Happy Halloween and happy Halloween. voting.
5: Happy voting. <laughs> Halloween. And and Laura, her grandmother was how Laura? She was a hundred. She lived to be one hundred and twelve. Wow! And she voted November of twenty seventeen. That's the year
7: she
1: turned one twelve. Wow. Is this Prius? Yes, Prius. Oh, I met her too. You met her? Too? Yes, I, ha- I. It was so crazy because I was just going through my iPad, going through old photos. And I had a lot more hair. I don't know. The congresswoman might have stressed me out a little bit. Uh, But I had really like bulky hair. And I was like, look at that. I went to her funeral and everything. So thank you so very much. Do you have anything? Oh, thank you. We're so tight on time. We are about three minutes away from closing out. Do you have any remarks?
5: Uh, Just make sure that the people get out to vote. And young people, get out and vote. Our people died for the right that you got today. Let's get out and vote.
1: That's, Amen. that's that's something a lot of people don't don't actually I, appreciate.
3: I mean if somebody can vote when they're hundred and twelve, what Thank excuse you. is there for somebody who's twenty two or thirty two or forty two or just turned eighteen? I mean, not voting is not being honest to yourself, to your home, to your family, to your street. Please Amen. go out and
5: vote. Yes. So much guys. Thank you. Let's do it. Thank yes, you. ma'am.
1: Thank you so very much for your call. I think we have one fast last call. I think this is a Victoria. We have five minutes of this. Man, you know, I've met Edna Griggs at around the same time I met you, and it was what a tremendous honor and privilege to be amongst you all. Because a the thing is one. Uh, the thing is I was just You know, pushing shopping carts at Kroger, selling chocolates at Godiva. My mother passed away, and I just wanted to be half of who she was. I ran for student president. I did this uh, huge concert where I evolved politics and coolness. I used to be cool. So (laughs) they both came together, and just we made so much noise, and that's when I got a call from the congresswoman. I promise you I thought it was a prank call because she was like, Congresswoman Sheila Jackson, is this Ivan? I'm like, what? Uh, yes, I need you to work for me. You're going to work. As I hung up on her. I didn't know it was really her. <laughs> and then her chief of staff called me. It's like, Ivan, you just hung up on the Congresswoman. I'm like, oh, my goodness. But then my ex-girlfriend, I don't have a lot of ex-girlfriends. It just happened to be my ex-ex-girlfriend saw that when I did the transition from actually being a college student to working in Congress. And I cried for about two or three days straight because I couldn't believe that an immigrant grassroots can now be by the side of helping one of the most powerful members of Congress, and I took that job so serious, and a lot of people don't know how I made it, but because it was that raw passion. So we're very appreciative to meet you, Edna Griggs, and all these different and people. And
3: I saw you, Ivan. I mean, you know, Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee is very demanding. You know, she she has a demanding schedule, even now, and you kept pace with her. I, I'm i a witness to that, and yeah. I, think, I think she appreciated that. Uh,
1: with last, one last caller, we have Victoria Garcia on the line. Yes, ma'am, can you hear us?
4: Yes, yes, sir.
1: Amazing, amazing. We have about two minutes and a half left. Can you make your comment uh, or discussion?
6: Yes, of course. So as a young voter, I can't help but be concerned about low voter turnout, not only among you know my generation, but among all demogra- demographics in Texas. And, it, you know, it's, it's no secret that Texas has one of the lowest voter turnout rates in the country. Do you believe that it's related to our state's restrictive voting laws? And if so, what should Texans do to combat voter restriction and promote civic engagement?
1: I'll leave this to you
3: Victoria, uh, look, uh, yes, uh, our state leadership is trying to make voting difficult. But for young people, young voters to say that I'm not voting because voting laws are restrictive, I don't buy that. These young voters can figure out iPhone and how it works before it even comes out. I mean, they can, they can figure out solutions like, like nobody. It doesn't matter whether you're proficient at English or not. Uh, for young people not to vote, I don't think restrictions or restrictive laws have anything to do with it. I think it is their own will and desire. I think that may be lacking. I think what we need to do is we need to say, look, uh, restrictions only hurt people who are maybe very poor, have a problem in mobility, uh, really cannot function very well, uh, maybe did not have the right kind of paperwork. But, you know, young people, if you feel that you're not able to vote because of restrictive laws, go raise your voice and tell us what what happened and why you felt that it was restrictive. So please tell your friends that you don't buy that excuse. You know, they, they need to come out and vote. They need to figure out how to vote. It's not too complicated. Early voting has made it so easy. I mean, what's the excuse?
1: I think so. Uh, and and I, I just want to echo Victoria. We are also very concerned about what's happening, but it is getting the message out. A lot of folks still don't know. If it wasn't for I'm not sure if you were tuned in earlier, um, if you if if it wasn't for me, my brothers wouldn't know it's even voting season. So it might be the lack of understanding or knowledge that it's voting. But Victoria, we have to let you go. We're closing yeah. out the show right now. Mr. Tahir, the honorable distinguished, do you have any closing remarks?
3: Uh, I want to thank Gilbert and his office for for doing this this uh this uh, this service Big to the Gil. community. Uh, Gilbert is a very gracious, very uh, very giving person. I mean, this city is full of examples. And today he gave me a chance with somebody that that I call a friend, uh, a leader. Uh, y- you know, you're gonna see Ivan in in various places. This is just the the start. But I mean, it's it's an honor and pleasure. And I want to thank all the staff members. Uh, yes. The, the, this this firm. Uh, you, you all make us very proud of being part of Houston. Thank you.
1: Thank you, everybody that called in, everybody that tuned in. This is a tip from Gilbert Podcast. Talk inspiration and prayer. We will see you all next week thank you so very much for tuning in and see you all at the top
0: this is gilbert andrew garcia listen to my radio show a tip from gilbert talk inspiration and prayer every monday from 11 a.m till noon on houston's gospel leader kwwj 1360 AM and streaming live on KWWJ.org. Listen on the legendary KYOK 1140 AM and streaming live on KYOKRadio.org. KCOH 1230 AM, The Source. On Send Geek Radio 95.1 FM, 1460 AM. And Aliento Radio 101.7 FM and 1540 AM. Call in at 832. 25708075 and follow me on social media see you then